What's up going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 41 of the Beer Battered Sports Podcast, the podcast created by sports fans for sports fans because we believe we are the most qualified to talk about our favorite teams. I'm your co-host, Isaac. And I'm Kylie. And I'm 40. And welcome to another another special episode. Uh, we got a big announcement to start today's episode off. We are officially announcing that we are joining the Fired Up Fired Up Sports Podcast Network. Um, if you didn't uh, catch us on Twitter, we announced this earlier this week, but we're now making it official. We're going to be joining Fired Up Sports. There they are. Hey, what's going hey. on? Hey. <laughs> Friend of ours, Mike Giletto, founded Fire Up Sports. Kylie has been working with them for uh, how long? You've been writing for them now, Kylie. I've uh, quite a bit. Um, so, uh, ever since we were in the second round of the NBA playoffs last year. All right. Well, yeah. There you go. So Kylie's <laughs> been working them for with with them for a while. You may have noticed. Uh, you guys may have noticed Mike commenting on our. Uh, I knew on our he was going to say too long. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're making it official. We are joining them over. We're part of the inaugural class of podcasts with the network. Um, I probably should have uh, had the other podcasts memorized that we're uh, joining with. It's, um, it's booze control. Obviously, there's five it up. There's I have it right here. I'm blanking. Crap, wrong button. Fuck. Uh, so it's booze control. We have us. We have dude. Where did it go? We have. We apologize yeah, for these okay. technical difficulties. Yeah. I I had it and then I lost it and then I hate technology and I know Mike's gonna call me a boomer for this. It's P Lot Podcast and then there's Game Seven Podcast. I believe that's the name. Um, yeah, there's. Oh, I'm stupid. This is how I can find it. Uh, well, 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 Kylie's looking for the names yeah. to avoid awkward silences. We just want to say how glad we are to be part of this network yes. and to be and to help them grow. Um, this is a decision we've been thinking over for the last for the last month or so, and uh, yeah, gotta say I'm uh, I'm excited for this uh, next this new era of the uh, beer battered sports podcast. So, so yeah. it's it's us, it's fired up sports, it's Pilot, it's Game Seven, and it's Booze Control. Gotcha. That's, that's the inaugural that's, class of podcasts. Yes, that's the Fab Five. I I'm calling it the Fab Five. They're calling it something else, I like but I'm calling it the Fab Five. Guys, I like them. I I know we start with baseball, but can we start with the most important thing in sports today? <laughs> oh yeah, no, we are starting with that. We are starting with that. <laughs> All right, so because you know, forty is you know, let's let's head over to the NFL where. It broke out earlier today that Dan Snyder is hiring Bank of America Security to look to sell the team. I can and cry right now. Calvin, before before you go off, here is the audio he sent me this morning with how excited he was. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down my favorite audio ever. I've never heard Calvin sound like this before. I could do a backflip right now. I'm driving, but I would do a backflip in a fucking car right now. I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> hey, I, I, Calvin, I get your happiness. My best friend. I love it. My best friend since elementary school, Spencer, called me up right before the podcast about to start. He was like, there is a God. We're saved. 
<laughs> no, seriously, though, this is all we've been waiting for as Commanders fans. And it's a beautiful day, man. We may, be, we may become a franchise again. Maybe may, may look on the up and up for us, you know? Maybe a Super Bowl contender in the next 10 years, 5 to 10 years. Well, I'll tell you what. If you guys keep playing the way you have been playing, because you're at 500 now. Mm-hmm. Commanders yeah. got a big upset over the uh, – Got got a big upset over the Colt. Well, it wasn't really an upset. I mean, we kind of <laughs> Mike. Ooh, Mike, that's fighting words. Yeah, those are fighting words, that Mike. That, that, you know, I'm not I'm not supporting that uh, comment there. <laughs> I'll say this about the about this. This is a long time coming, and yeah. I, I I I will agree with Mike on this. I didn't hope he would own the team forever, but I thought he would. Oh, because yeah. it really felt to me like he had so much dirt on other on the other owners that he claims to have. And with all the scandals that he had somehow survived, I thought there was no way Snyder was ever going to give up the team. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you, too. I think it was whatever him and Jim Ursay had going on was the killer of it all. And it was like, all right, it's, you know, maybe maybe I will be exposed soon. I, I need to get go ahead and get rid of this team before some of my series start coming out. Yeah, exactly. And Mike yeah. says he's honestly kidding. It is about time. He is – he seems – he does seem like a terrible person just all around, yeah. not even just in regards to not being able to own a football franchise the correct way. He well, just – Go ahead, Kai. He, he's just – he's terrible. He has so many controversies. He's He's just not it. I mean, look at the state of the franchise. They play in one of the worst stadiums in the NFL. You know, they've had all these scandals involving their cheerleaders, and <laughs> apparently it's a toxic and horrible workplace. And not to mention the whole fact, the whole name change debacle. And again, they should have changed the name, but the way that they did it made it seem like they were trying to save face and keep their sponsors instead of, you know, doing the right thing and admitting, like, this name doesn't fit anymore in today's climate. So we're going to do the right thing and be respectful and change it. That's the thing. It's, it's very clear. Like, yeah, we just want to make sure we don't lose money. So we're going to change the name. No. Yeah. I mean, you don't say that out loud. We know that's we know that's what you mean, but you don't say that yeah. out loud. It's like, ugh. But my friend Spencer actually brought up an interesting point because he really wants, and I'm curious what you guys think about this. He wants Jeff Bezos to buy the to buy the commies. Here's his point. He says Bezos has been buying up a ton of land in DC recently for Amazon, of course, but he's also, you know, purchased the Washington Post. He's like, it would make sense. And he's like, here's what you gotta do. Bezos buys the team, keeps them in Washington, demolishes RFK, builds a new stadium, um, asks the city to like fund construction to uh, you know, uh, extend the metro line so they have better access to the new RFK. There you go. It could work. Washington D.C. is crazy about the Commanders, even when they're not doing good. That that they'll still get fans coming out to that stadium, even if it's not that many. It's like this is a this is a franchise that this is a franchise and a team that haven't had sustained success since the early '90s. If anything, yeah. if anything, if if the city and the team show they're willing to make a build a contender, the city will support this team. I will say, absolutely. That was a great point you you said there, Isaac, because. The fans are going to come out regardless because um, I was at the uh, Packers wrestling game or Packers command. <laughs> Your Packers command story game. Was yeah, okay, I, I call I call them that too, but all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was at the Your Packers command a couple so weeks ago, and even though there was so much green in the stadium, 
even though there's so much green green in the stadium, you there was still a lot of Commanders fans there, and it was mm-hmm. like the fan base is still there. You can hear everybody screaming, shouting, sh- sell the team, and all that <laughs> stuff. So, you know, with this now and him not owning the t- or him almost not owning the team anymore, I think we will get a lot more support from Commanders fans. Yeah, and. uh like I said, we may be a franchise again. I think I think this just opened up a lot for us. I love it. And here's here's the thing. When I was it was the only reason I know the date is because my niece was born at one thirty in the morning after this. So it was December fifteenth, it was Eagles and at the time Redskins. So it was uh Philly shows up to Washington, whether it's the Nationals, the Capitals, or uh, now Commanders. They will always show up. But when the Eagles well, the Eagles ended up winning this game, it was very close. Haskins did look great. Rest in peace. Um, we were walking. We were at the club level. So we were walking, and it was, you know, whatever. The loudest chant we heard was sell the team the loudest chant and there were a lot of chants going on that was the loudest one and i'm glad i am glad but i'm not glad because obviously i'm I'm an eagles fan so it's going to end up hurting us but it's nice to see just a shitty person is no longer uh going to be owning the team hopefully Please stop it. <laughs> I'm trying to help out. What's up, JC? Yeah, he is definitely still weighing his options, but it's it's looking like looking like he's going to be selling it. He he's seen. He's finally just doing it. He he's seen that. Kylie has turned into a robot. It seems. It's time for our uh, weekly episode of uh, Kylie becoming a robot. Be <laughs> a damn segment by now. It wouldn't be an episode if Kylie wasn't a robot. Yeah, I'm telling you. Hey, JC Sports Talks Eagles fan over here. You know, yeah. I, I'm. Eh, that's cool. Not really. <laughs> I don't hate you guys, but you know, you guys are my division, so I really like you guys too much. But you guys are having a great season. I will say that. Go birds. The more and more <laughs> I look at you guys' schedule, I, I believe you guys can go undefeated. I'm not going to lie to you. You have a pretty yeah. simple schedule coming up here. I think if – so, obviously, if we clinch, you know, if we keep going how we're going and we eventually clinch everything, we're not going to play our starters unless we are still undefeated, probably. But the likelihood of both of these happening is just insane. And – Obviously, I, I don't. We'll see what happens. I'm not gonna get too crazy about it. But Mike, if you're if you're listening still, my my hot take of the Eagles doing this well when I came on the Fired Up podcast forever ago, you weren't there, but Dom was. Christian called me a homer for that. I am right so far. <laughs> <laughs> I am right. <laughs> well. Before we uh before we transition over into talking about the trade deadline, uh just want to quick uh give out our condolences to the families of both Adam Zimmer 
and John McVay, who both passed away this past week. Uh, Adam Zimmer was the son of Mike Zimmer, the former Vikings coach. He was an offensive analyst with the Bengals who suddenly died. He was found dead in his apartment um, on a Halloween. Uh, no cause of death has been announced yet, but of course our, uh, our condolences to his family, taken way too soon. John McVay is the other uh, major face name who passed away. He uh, passed away uh, on Halloween, age 91. If you don't know who McVay was, um, he is the man, the architect behind the 80s 49ers. He designed that entire team, all the drafting. He's the guy who uh, drafted Montana, who works with Bill Walsh to craft one of the best rosters that dominated the NFL for two entire decades. So... Uh, our condolences to his family. Rest in peace to McVay. Without you, uh, the Fort San Francisco 49ers may never have been the powerhouse that they were. Yeah, exactly. They were maybe wouldn't have been such a historic franchise. So condolences, especially to Zimmer, who lost his son. That's yeah, that's tough. That's rough. So, Very rough. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said. Let's, let's talk do about, the crazy ass trade deadline. Let's yeah, let's talk about the trade deadline. Then we're gonna do a little rapid fire recap of all the games and other stuff before we get into our game picks because we do have a lot to talk about. But trade deadline first, and only twelve teams actually did any trades this year. Only twelve teams. We were one of them. I, I'm I, I like that man. I like that. Some teams did a bit more than others. Um, I don't know where should we start here. Uh. Let's start with the Ravens getting Roquan Smith. That's incredible. That's a good pickup for them. That's they're, they're hey, I I got a good look at their defense on Thursday and um yeah, I like that. I like what I'm seeing there. What uh So their front seven now, they have Patrick Queen, Calais Campbell, Jason Pierre-Paul, Justin Houston, Travis Jones, Roquan Smith. I forgot they have JPP. Yeah, that's a that that front seven there with Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, uh, Kyle Hamilton. I forgot who the other safety is, but with those guys on the back end and that front seven there, that defense looks a lot more scary than it did in the first eight weeks of the se- first nine weeks of this season. Looks very Ravens like. Yes, um, I'm very sad that they didn't go get a receiver for Lamar. That breaks my heart. Uh, but with the defensive pickup of Roquan Smith, this absolutely adds championship contender even more to the the Ravens. Because yeah, we we know they need a number one receiver, but we can we see what Lamar does even without a number one receiver. Yeah. But their defense, we saw what their defense did, and we saw the reason that they're not eight and zero right now instead of five and three, and, and, yeah. and they are five and three. The defense gives up 28 points against Miami, you know. Um, give up those points to the Bills in the second half. And the Giants, the game was just absolutely atrocious. So it does help yeah. their defense a lot to the point that those comebacks like that and stuff should not happen anymore because now they have another solidified guy who is like one of those guys who doesn't care about life when he's on the football field. He He'll, he'll put his head first and his body first before anything. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I'm just very I'm happy for the Ravens. It's good to see they're doing this. 
So uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Um, I know the Falcons sent Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars. Um, Which is ironic because he bet on the Falcons to beat the Jaguars last year. Yep, huh. he did. That's what got him. I mean, I just feel bad for Ridley. I don't know. If... Man, that's just one of those scenarios that really just kind of annoys me because Ridley is one of the better players on the Calvins have had. I said the Calvins. Oh my God! The Calvins. The Falcons. The Fal- <laughs> um, the Fal- one of the better players that the Falcons have had in the last couple of years. So to see them just so casually decide, you know, like, eh, we can trade him for picks. We don't really need him. It's like, it, it sucks that they've given up on him. And I understand why they did. You know, he's been very open about mental health issues, and of course, the whole drama about him betting on games. But at the same time, if I'm in charge of an organization like that, when you got a player of that talent, um, yes, Mike, the Atlanta <laughs> Calvins, yeah. If you got a player of that caliber of talent on your organization, I'm not throwing him to the wolves. I'm I'm putting all my I'm putting my money behind him and being like, we're going to support you and we're going to help you get out of this, uh, get out of whatever you're in. So, I'm yeah. not a big fan of that. Congratulations to the Jags, though. Uh, they're probably gonna, not going to do anything with it because Jacksonville is a cesspool where players' careers go to die. And you could quote me on that. I'm really frustrated with the Jags. I feel bad. we got to save Trevor Lawrence. Trade Trevor Lawrence to the Bucks. He'll flourish. He can replace the aging grandpa we have as quarterback right now. Well, you know, it's actually funny you say that about Trevor Lawrence because I saw this two-little thing comparison the, yesterday. It had, Kevin, it had Trevor Lawrence... I, why did I just call him Kevin Lawrence? It had Trevor Lawrence. What is going on today? I have we, no all, idea. we all have like punch drunk syndrome at this point. We're all <laughs> just so confused. Episode 41, the Atlanta Cowboys <laughs> with quarterback Kevin. Kevin. There you go. <laughs> we had Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew uh, next to each other, and they were showing their combined stats between the two of them in the two years that they played for the Jaguars. And Gardner Minshew had less talent and had crazier, way crazier stats than Trevor Trevor Lawrence does in this uh this Jaguars system here that he's yeah playing with. Gardner so, Minshew. Can we really yeah. say it's Trevor Lawrence? I mean, can we really say it's the Jaguars problem or is Trevor Lawrence just Fair, not? Look who they had his rookie year. Look who the head coach was his rookie year. Now he has Doug Peterson. Yeah. I have a feeling they'll get better. Yeah. I I have a feeling they'll get better. I think Doug Peterson can can turn this franchise around. Like I'm I'm not giving up I'm not giving up faith on the Jags yet. They are a Florida team, so I have to support them in some way. Um but I'm not giving up hope on them just yet, but they really got to show me they're committed cuz they haven't really done that yet. Uh I don't know. What are some yeah. other trade de- what are some other big trade deadline trades? Um I saw team- Robert Quinn. Ooh, good job there. Uh, TJ Hawkinson's going to the Vikings. That's going to continue the tradition of the Vikings having just massive tight ends do all the work for them. Uh, yeah. I like that, though. The Vikings are really interesting this year. They're they're, sneak- they're a sneaky 6-1, and one, but it doesn't feel like anyone's talking about them. All anyone wants to talk about is how all the other teams in their division are falling apart. The Vikings look good. Very good. And... Uh. I, I don't know if I could trust them yet because I know Kirk Cousins. How <laughs> Calvin knows Kirk Cu- plenty about Ka- uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I I would like to say 
I'm not impressed with the Vikings yet. The reason I say I'm not impressed no. with the Vikings yet, it, and like you said, Isaac, I know a lot about Kirk Cousins. The guy's so mediocre. His his literal record in the NFL is like 61-61-1. Like, he's literally a 500 guy. And then at that, let, let, let's, look at the, let's look at their schedule real quick. So they beat the Cardinals, who aren't really that good this year. Yeah, Cardinals beat, are like just – They beat the Dolphins, who had Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, not even their starter. Um, they beat the Lions, which they should have beat. They beat the Packers, who are terrible this year. And then they got exposed by the best team in football. So that's why a lot of people aren't really talking about the Vikings in their 6-1 and one, mm-hmm. their, their and one, uh, record here is because they haven't played anybody except – the Eagles and the time though when they played the Eagles, they got obliterated. They shouldn't even score that game. It should have been twenty four to nothing. We kicked their ass. That so you know I I'm not really too impressed with the Vikings. I I will say I am a little scared of the Vikings coming back. Uh, I am scared of the Vikings coming to uh, Washington this week just because Kirk Cousins homecoming and stuff like that. But um, just because I know Kirk Cousins, I have faith that we can beat the Vikings this weekend. Mike says, which franchise is more depressing, the Lions or the Jaguars? Definitely the Lions. They went 0-16. Um, has to be Lions. I'm going to dig into the history books here. Bro, it's got to be Lions. The Lions. Yeah, because they- Detroit – okay, in order to find a pro championship for the Lions, you have to go back to the 50s, pre-modern era. Jacksonville, yeah, they've mostly been tr- atrocious. But the first – the 90s for Jacksonville – they were easily one of the greatest expansion teams of all time. That first stretch of football from 96 to 99 when the Jaguars and Tom Coughlin, like, yeah, no, that 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 saves ja- Jacksonville over Detroit. I hate to admit it. Uh, the 21st century has not been kind to Jacksonville. Three playoff appearances. It's not been kind to Detroit either, but when you factor in all of the sadness that is the Lions, yeah, Detroit, exactly. sorry. And not only that, Detroit has made two players retire early in their career in the prime of their career because they're just so trash and they wouldn't get rid of them or, or trade them. Uh, yeah. Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. Mike says, same question. Browns or Lions? Browns or Lions? Um, Lions. Lions are the most... Hold, yeah, the that, trash. This is a difficult question because technically the Browns franchise, the Brown, it depends on which Browns you're talking about. If you're talking about modern Browns, the expansion Browns from 99... I'll say I'll take them over the Lions because that team is just sad. Um, but if you're talking the original Browns, yeah, no, Lions. The original Browns were actually a good team. Their relocation to Baltimore killed that franchise. So I'm yeah. either way, I'm going Lions just because it's the Lions. I don't and think the Lions are the saddest franchise in the entire NFL, though. I think that's the Texans. I think they are. Nah. What makes me sad about us saying this right now is we lost to the Lions. <laughs> oh, you guys did. Oh, <laughs> you did. We lost to the Lions. Go birds. Mike says, sorry to hijack your show, carry on. Hey, it's okay, man. It's okay. We don't we don't mind it at all. Um, is there anything else for the trade deadline we want to discuss? It was kind of a oh, I quickly. Uh Packers Hines did not Bills. Oh yeah, uh Naheem Hines went to the Bills. Now Ugh. That is a great pickup for Buffalo because they haven't really had a running game in I don't know how long. And now, you know, they get a little bit of a running game plus a receiver back because he is kind of a receiver back too, but he's going to open up 
their running game tremendously. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm still not sold on Buffalo, though. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I am sold on Buffalo, but it's this is more so about the Colts because I, you know, we've we've had Colts coverage on the show, Eric, um, who will be on again. Hint, hint. Um, but he he was saying that when the team, when one of the locker room leaders of the team requests a trade, there is an issue. And Naeem Hines was one of those people who was the locker room guy. He requested a trade. It says a lot. Right. I don't know what's going on in Indy, but they've had, they're going to have a different quarterback for the, what, the sixth or seventh week, uh, season in a row next year? Because Matt Ryan ain't going to be it. Yep. And who He's knows? Already benched. Who knows if Sam Ellinger will even be their quarterback next year, to be honest. Exactly. And even so, he's still going to be the different starter. Yeah. <clears throat> the, uh, that's a, that's a franchise. It's, that's very funny because that's a franchise that has not been anything since Andrew Luck has left. Exactly. And it's unfortunate to see. I love Indy. Yeah. I, but I'm not too sold on Buffalo. I, I'll get into that a different episode, <laughs> but I'm not too sold on those guys. All right. I, I really honestly think if Philly if it ends up being Philly Buffalo Super Bowl, you guys are gonna blow them out. Like absolutely blow them out. I understand the Stefan Diggs and you know, I love the hometown guys and stuff like that. But offensive wise, defensive wise, the matchup, there's no comparison at all. You guys will blow them out the water. Yeah, I I don't like the comment on Things like that, just because I don't want to get myself overhyped and stuff. No, no, no. I, I understand that 100%. The reason I say that, though, is you look at last week's game against the Packers. They should have blown the Packers out. There's no reason that game should have been a 10-point ball game. Yeah. Josh Allen mm-hmm. makes stupid decisions sometimes and just throws dumb interceptions for whatever reason. Uh, it, It's like I watched him last week stare down two receivers, literally just stare them down, and then he threw the ball right to the defender. If he does that against Philly, tuh, okay. That's all I'll yeah. say. <laughs> right. All right, let's let's quickly go through the games that happened this week. All right. Go well, ahead, uh, all right, first up, Raiders. What are you doing? Oh yeah. That was one of the saddest excuses of a game I've ever watched. That was crazy. Ugh, that was stupid. Um, Christian McCaffrey finally has a good game. 49ers have now beaten the Rams, I think, 10 straight times. Yep. Uh, speaking of the Rams. This isn't any normal Super Bowl hangover. This is like Philly 2018 levels of hangover. Like, it, it's no offense, Kylie. It's bad. It's uh, it, it's really bad. They have been blown no, out. Right. They've been blown out now three times. Uh, I'm concerned. Um, the Bucks are trash. Not only did they not do any <laughs> trades at the deadline, but they got ha- they blew they blew a lead <laughs> against the. Okay, I live with Ravens fans. That was the most painful Thursday night ever. Uh, as, as my, as my roommate Judy will probably quote, Isaac walks slowly up the stairs afterwards mentioned oh, he's going to cry himself to sleep and went into his room. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not pleased. Um, as a result, because of that, we lost the, uh, for the top, uh, spot in the NFC South to the Falcons who did y'all see this Falcons Panthers game? Electrifying game. Easy game of the year hey. candidate. 
right up there with Lions Seahawks is one of the best games of the year. I uh, and if it wasn't for DJ Moore being an idiot, <laughs> Panthers probably would have won. Well, you know the uh, NFL actually went back and looked at that play, and he was actually technically out of the field of play when he took his helmet off, so there should not have been a penalty. True. How about that? Okay. But you know what? I just remembered we forgot one trade. What trade did we forget? Claypool to the Bears. We did forget Chase Claypool to the Bears. Yeah, they need a receiver. Um, I was about to actually talk about the Bears next. Uh, Chicago got their shit rocked uh, by the Cowboys. and Yeah, they did. Yeah, Justin Fields needs a number one receiver. Um, I don't know if Chase Claypool is the best choice just because um, Chase Claypool can be a, an idiot sometimes. I, I keep thinking back to that Steelers-Vikings game from last year. Uh, when he started celebrating, despite the Steelers needing the ball immediately. Um, but hey, if it works out in Chicago, you can get Justin Fields some weapons. There's there's potential there. I'm just saying. I yeah, have... I think people are too are being too harsh on Justin Fields right now. I tell you what, I'm not sold on Claypool. I haven't seen anything from that guy since he came into the league. So right, that's, exactly. You know, that... Getting getting Claypool for Justin Fields doesn't really do the Bears any justice until Claypool shows us something on the football field. I like mm-hmm. that take. I like that take. Uh, the Steelers. Um, speaking of the Steelers, they got blown out by uh, Pitts by Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> Eagles are seven and zero. Seventy two. The the surviving members of the seventy two Dolphins are sweating. Um, yeah, it feels good knowing that. The 72 Dolphins always have a dinner once the final team, undefeated team of the season, is done. And it feels so good to know that they have not had a dinner yet because of us. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I've looked at that schedule. The thing is, there was a Philly fan telling me about three weeks ago, he was like, bro, we're going undefeated. And I called him crazy. And then I started looking at y'all's schedule after that Steelers game, and I'm like, uh, he might have been on to something. The only yeah. teams that really I think can pose a threat against them at this point are the Giants and the Cowboys. And speaking of the Giants, I know they lost. I know I have to I, eat my words. They did lose, but it was another hard-fought game. I'm not sold on the Giants. It's hard. I want to be sold. I want to root for them so bad, but like, I they they have to they have to either win a game comfortably or get blown out, and I'll make my decision because all of their games have been one score. I can't make a decision on that, a decision on whether they're legit or not when all of their games come down to the wire. If they're like blowing out their opponents each week, like then I'm like, okay, yeah, these guys are good. But if they start getting blown out themselves, it's like, okay, yeah, no, no, they're, uh, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're frauds. I just don't know. I know yeah. this. G- Geno Smith should be on MVP watch because the dude's been balling out, but the Giants, I just don't know. Uh, uh... I think we should talk about the MVP later because I think Jalen Hurts is a favorite right now, but probably MVP means most valuable player to your team. And I just don't think that Jalen Hurts is the most valuable player to his team. I say AJ Brown is the most valuable. I think AJ Brown yeah. is the most valuable player to y'all's team because this is the thing here. I was saying this to somebody earlier. Uh, I just got so off topic. Sorry to bring this up, but <laughs> you're fine. Uh, so, yeah, most valuable player. And if you look at the Eagles team, A.J. Brown is the most valuable player on that team because – Three touchdowns in the first half against Pittsburgh, come on. Not only that, it's 
what did what what was Jalen Hurts doing before AJ Brown got to the scene? He already had Devontae Smith. He wasn't putting these crazy numbers up before AJ Brown got to this team. There was Eagles fans even saying, "Is this the quarterback for us?" Before this guy AJ Brown got here. Yep, right there in that right right box. I think I'm putting. <laughs> She's one of those Eagles fans that was saying, "Is this guy the right quarterback for us?" <laughs> so, when, that, yeah. I love what Jalen Hurts is doing this year. Yes, he has a great yeah. team, around. but if you go back about maybe ten to fifteen episodes, I told you guys that this would happen for Jalen Hurts because when he gets those five-star guys around him, he's electrifying. Just like at Bama, he had five-star guys around him. He's electrifying. If you take those five-star guys away from him, though, who will Jalen Hurts be? And that's why I don't think Jalen Hurts is the most valuable to his team because, God forbid, and I don't wish it on anybody, but God forbid A.J. Brown was to get injured. Jalen Hurts is not going to be the same player that Jalen Hurts is right now. I promise you that. His number one target would be So when you look at most valuable – player you can't really say Jalen Hurts is the most valuable player to his team when you look at a guy like Lamar Jackson who doesn't have his number one receiver every week and his number one receiver is a tight end and he still sometimes doesn't even play without him you look at that guy like this is the most valuable player to his team damn near least team rushing least team passing like you know so I think AJ Brown is you guys most valuable player and I think he should actually be the number one candidate for the MVP race right now and the whole entire NFL I mean, I've seen Hurts make some crazy throws, though. He's made some good deep passes and to A.J. Brown. <clears throat> but when you have a number one wide receiver, you can do crazy things like that. So they both – I said they both complement each other. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, the chemistry was already there. They were great friends already. So I think it's I, – I would say – I don't know because I, I'm I'm loving what Hertz is doing this year. And it sounds crazy for me to say all this because just before this season I was the exact opposite, but Hertz has been doing great. He's made great throws to not only AJ Brown, but Devontae Smith and uh Quez Watkins and Dallas Goddard. Like he's making great throws to everybody. And it just it helps a lot because of AJ Brown. He opens up the door, even if he's not the target or anything like that. He has he's you have to pay attention to him, or you're going to get toast because he's just going to throw it to them, to, to AJ Brown. So and they complement each other in so many ways. It's tough to say who is the most the more valuable one. Yeah, that's true. So, let's uh, let's do our week nine game picks before we move on to some other sports. Uh, what was week last... eight like? Sorry. What was week eight like? Week eight was good. Uh, Kylie, congratulations! You were eleven and four in week eight. Oh, Calvin shit. and I were ten and five. So that's the first time Kylie's beaten us all season. I think. Uh, oh, wait, I, no. I got I got the first week right. Yeah, you did. Uh, just to recap: Cal, uh, Kylie won week one. Week two, I won. Week three was won by Kylie. Okay. I won week, yeah, I don't think. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calvin won week four. Week five was me. Week six was a tie between me and Kylie. Week seven was me. Week eight, Kylie. All right. How did I get wrong? 
you well, we all got Cincinnati wrong. To be honest, I think all of America didn't see that one coming. Jesus Christ, Cleveland. Um, we all got the Jets wrong. We all got the Raiders wrong. And then Kyle, you got Carolina wrong. Well, we picked Atlanta. The difference maker was that Kylie, you picked Denver to beat Jacksonville. Stay the line. Oh, nice. Stay the line, Kylie. Kylie, say the line. Broncos country. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, overall, I'm still leading with a 70 and 53 record. Calvin's second at 65 and 58. Kylie, 64 and 61. Kylie, you're above 500. How do you feel? Uh, I feel great. Awesome. I would, like, I would like to thank everybody who got me to this point in my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be here without you. Just pull that family guy, that that family guy joke. I want to thank God, yeah. mostly God, and also the devil, because you know there's got to be someone to keep him on his toes. <laughs> hey. Um, all right, uh, let's do our week nine game picks. We're gonna start off Thursday night. It's gonna be. A, uh, a World Series Thursday night match as the Eagles travel to Houston to take on the, I mean, Texans. Uh, give me Eagles by 100. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. just going to put Philadelphia for all of us. Uh, Houston is dog shit. Um, I'm not even going to be watching. I don't even care. I'm worried about the World Series. I have to work a basketball game that night, so I don't, I, I'm not going to be watching at all. Uh, we'll see what happens. Chargers versus Falcons. Chargers desperately looking for a win to keep their season afloat. Falcons, meanwhile, trying to keep pace ahead of the Bucks in the NFC South race. Who you guys got? Wait, Bucks and Falcons, you said? Chargers and Falcons. Chargers and Falcons. Uh, I, I like the Chargers. They're coming off a bye week, I believe, correct? Yes. Yeah, I like the Chargers. I think those guys get back in the in the groove of things. Hmm. Kylie, who are you taking? What's the matchup again? Chargers-Falcons. I'm not saying it again. Give me Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers as well. I like Calvin's reasoning there. Dolphins versus Bears. Tua versus Jalen. Who y'all got? Uh, the Dolphins look ridiculous right now. I, I, I know Justin? I see. Yeah, see, look. Another another brain fart from Isaac. Oh no! Did I call him Jalen Hurts? Ooh, Jalen Fields. Ooh, Ooh. Jalen Fields. Okay. So now we have now we have Kevin Lawrence and Jalen Fields and Atlanta Calvins. <laughs> it's the brain fart episode. <laughs> but uh, I uh, I like uh, I like Tua here. Uh, Tyreek Hill with nine hundred sixty three yards with nine games to go. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I have. He's uh, quietly been carrying my fantasy team. By the way, still undefeated, eight and zero. The Staten Island Killer Bees will not be defeated. I'm gonna wreck it, <sighs> Yoni. If you're watching, I'm coming for you this week. <laughs> I'm sitting at six and two right now. I took a I took a hard L two weeks ago because I forgot to change my lineup. Should be seven and one. It's all right though. Ah, Kylie, who you got? I'm gonna go with Calvin here and take Miami. Uh, Chicago's defense just does not. Uh, does not give me confidence, especially after especially, last week. Yeah, especially after trading Roquan Smith, too. Yeah. Definitely going Miami. All right. Panthers versus Bengals. Cincinnati's trying to bounce back after that uh, horrible showing on Monday night. This is going up against a Panthers team that uh, is trying to bounce back after whatever the hell happened against Atlanta. I'm going to take Cincinnati to win this, but it's going to be close because the Bengals are not good. And I was going to say their yeah, record is a lie. I was going to yeah. say 
I like Cincy, but in a close game. Mm-hmm. All right, Packers versus really close. Packers and Lions, classic NFC North rivalry game. I'm going to take Detroit um, just because Detroit fired their defensive backs coach. They figured out what their problems are. I still have faith in the Lions. I think they can – in the last couple of games against the Packers, the Lions have been playing them pretty close, and they won the last time out. Plus, the Packers are spiraling, and Green Bay didn't make any trades at the trade deadline for any receivers for Rodgers. I think um, – again. Do something in all caps was trending on Twitter because of that. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I don't even like the Packers. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. Do something. I'm going to take Detroit to win in my upset pick of the week. Yeah, me too. Actually. Man, the Packers have lost like four straight. I'm not picking Detroit. No way. I like Green Bay this week. Right. Raiders and Jags, two of the bottom feeders of the AFC. It's a tank bowl, as Urinating Tree would say. Love that guy, by the way. Check out his content on YouTube. He's easily one of the best sports guys out there. I'm going to take the Raiders to win this one because Jacksonville is being forced to play after going to London, which no other team has been forced to do this year. So they're going to be jet-lagged as all hell. Give me the Raiders to win in a blowout. Do I have to pick this one? You do. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I, I like the reason in there. Give me the Raiders. I think it's high scoring. Give me the Jaguars. Hey. All right. We got one of the old-fashioned rivalries in the NFL, Colts and Patriots. I'm taking the Pats. No explanation needed. The Colts are getting yep. hard. Bill Belichick. Give me him. Yep. All right. Bills, Jets. This is going to be a crucial game for the AFC East. Buffalo looked okay against Green Bay. Not as good as we all hoped. The Jets, meanwhile, coming off a painful loss against the uh, – against the uh, Patriots, this game is going to be crucial to decide the AFC East because that division's kind of stacked right now. All four of those teams are in contention to fight for a playoff spot. I'm going to take Buffalo to win this one. Who y'all got? Who's the home team? The Jets. Ha, 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 ha. I knew it. I like the Jets, man. All right. You guys are taking the Jets to pull an upset? Yep. I would love for that to happen. It would finally mean I can stop freaking out. Uh, yeah. Next up, Vikings and Commies. Kirk Cousins' homecoming game. <sighs> I hate picking Commanders games. I'm taking the Vikings on this one. <laughs> I got to go with the high hand, man. Give me four. Give me Taylor Heineke. All right. Ali, who you got? You got to say it again. I could not hear you. Commanders. Thank you. All right. Seahawks. Seahawks versus Cardinals. Seattle leading the West, facing a Cardinals team that just is kind of existing at this point. I'm taking Seattle to win. I'm going Seattle. <sighs> Who's the home team? Cardinals. I'm going Cardinals. Hey, all right. All right, divisional round rematch, Rams and Bucks. This is a game we all circled on our calendars. It's going to be a fun one. Now it's circled on our calendars as a audible groan uh, game. Um, yeah, Bucks are trash. I'm taking the Rams to win this. Uh, I'm going Bucks. See, that's a toss up because I just don't have Brady losing four straight. There's no- I do. I don't trust his old ass. <laughs> my my team is terrible. I'm not picking them anymore. But then I don't see the Rams losing twice in a row, too. That's the other thing. 
Ah, I hate games like this. One's got to give. I'm going with the. I'm going with the Bucks. All right, Sunday Night Football: Titans Chiefs AFC Showdown. Uh, just a reminder: the Titans did start Malik Willis this past week, which is why I will be taking Kansas City to blow them to smithereens because Patrick oh, yeah. Mahomes is that boy. Casey. Monday night, you don't even need to ask me. You know who I need locked in. I got you, <laughs> Ali. Who you got for uh, who you got for Sunday night? Chiefs. Gotcha. Finally, Ravens Saints on Monday night. Uh, y'all know I'm already going with the Ravens because I will never pick the Saints. Uh, Big Ma. Ali, who you got? Yep, Ravens. Gotcha. Again, if I don't, I'm single. So. All right, our picks are locked in. And with that, let's move on to baseball, where the World Series is off to an excellent start. Philly leads the series. Electric. Oh, yeah. Philly leads the series currently 2-1 to one after a fantastic blowout win last night that – um. One of those things, you know, you just love to see. You just love to see the Astros get their asses whooped. Um, and the best part about it is that the the pitcher who started last night for the Astros, his MLB career is cooked because he just got exposed on national TV by Bryce Harper. I, I was watching the clip heading into this of Bryce Harper being like, telling Bohm, it's like, hey, um, he's, he, he's, he's tipping his pitches. Like, you can tell what he's going to throw. So before yeah. Kylie goes in, before Kylie goes in, I'd love to say, did you guys see the video of the fan who was uh, hackling the the pitchers before the game? And he's like, <laughs> yep. he's like, he's like, if Bryce hits that, that's a fucking bomb. That's gonna be a bomb. He said Philly's money line is free money tonight. The way y'all are pitching out there, <laughs> dude. I, speaking of like speaking of betters, I saw. Um, you guys game. know who Matt? You guys know who Mattress Mac is? Yes. Yeah, Mattress Mac was at the game in Philly and was getting into it with Philly's fans. The, just imagine this old man dressed all in his Houston garb with his little Bible quotes on his sleeves, just look pointing at Philly's fans going, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, well, fuck you. You're wearing, you're wearing the orange of the devil. You know? Mattress, Ma- Mattress Mac has made a lot of money off the Astros, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's what scares me. Um, so game one. Game one looked like it was going to be an Astros blowout. But then the Phillies pulled off one hell of a comeback and wanted an extras. And I stupidly went to bed uh, right before. Um, yeah, right before. Uh, right before the. Uh, I didn't. The home run. Of course you didn't, Kylie. So game one went to the Phillies, but Houston tied it up in game two. They pretty much dominated. But uh, I was so pissed that game. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to say it now. Framber Valdez had something in his armpits because he kept doing this after every pitch. He he kept doing that. He kept doing, like, spinning the ball and going into his hand. And it Was he cheating? I don't know. Probably not. I don't watch the Astros during the regular season. They were saying he does it all the time. But damn, dude, you can't blame us for suspecting it. Yeah, I mean, like with the Astros, anything they do, we're going to suspect cheating. And you, you can't, like, get annoyed at us for doing that. Um, but, yeah, Astros won game two. They did make – Phillies did make it close, though. So – but I got to say, Kylie, I don't think you guys are going to lose in, if, as long as the series is in Philly. That crowd, oh, yeah. that the, the electricity in that stadium. And Philly fans were throwing stuff at the Astros bus before game three. 
Somebody broke the window right in front of Justin Verlander. No, they didn't. They did not break the window. Verlander said he didn't. They didn't break the window. Oh, never mind. I thought they did. It would have been. It would have been on. on nice try. Hey, look. Regardless, Philly fans are ruthless, and they're letting Houston have it. And I love it. As, as a representative of the American League, I love seeing the Astros get shit on. <laughs> and, you know, they probably think that we experienced it. We're going to be prepared for tonight's game. No. No, you are not. No, we have not. a chance of going up 3-1 in the World Series in Philadelphia. Bro, they're going to be so unhinged. You're going to have to grease the foul poles. And it's still not going to work. Mike says, hey, we cheered Santa for once. How the turntables. I was just about to say that. They uh, Thank you, Jeff Passan and Bob Nightingale, for tweeting out that they put Santa on the Jumbotron, and we all cheered. Hey, so, look at that. That's called character development, Kylie. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I got to say, this, boo Santa. this series has been a lot of fun to watch. Last year's series, there weren't – last year's series, I think it was because the stories behind it weren't really there. It was the cheating Astros versus the Braves, which was like – no one was really into it. You hate like, less. I, and the problem with the Braves, it's not even that – it's not even the Braves as a team or their fan base it's that annoys fans. me. It's their – well, it's the fans and the management, the whole, you know, let's move the team to the suburbs of Atlanta to go after the fan bases that we really want to get. And it's like, come on, we know what you're doing. We know exactly what you're doing. Um, yeah, it was just that. It was look, it's like, uh, so I either have to, I have to root for the team. I have to root for gentrification, the baseball team, or the Astros. Ugh. So I rooted for Houston. You will never catch me rooting for the Braves. I, I I didn't care as long as the Astros lost. I didn't care as long as it was over quickly. And hey, it took six games. But this series is actually fun to root for because this time it's literally David versus Goliath, except Goliath is the devil. <laughs> the literal devil. I just want the Astros not being the World Series anymore. Like, that's, that's all it. I wish. I hate Here's it. the thing. Here's the thing. So 2017 was the only World Series that they've won. And they've been to this is what they're, what, fifth, fourth? Um, in six years, see. fourth and six years, 2005, 2017, 2019. No, 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 fourth and six years, buddy. This is their fourth, fourth and six years, years. yeah. Yes. Nobody really counts the 2005 Astros because they were in the National League and uh, people so, don't remember yeah. that team. You know, Roger so, Clemens was on that team. So then here's the thing though when if if Philly beats them in the World Series, the only World Series won. 2017, which is tarnished because of the cheating scandal. Yes. So, what do you have to? What like? What's the narrative going to be when, if not when, if they uh, lose this World Series? The narrative is going to be that the Astros can't win unless they cheat, and that's the truth. Even if they do win, we're going to suspect them of cheating. We just can't. <laughs> exactly. Again, it's not like other teams cheat. We know other teams cheat too. It's just that the Astros scandal was so widespread and it got they got caught. Like, yeah. shit, it, 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 if it turns out like, you know, oh, the Phillies were cheating when they won the World Series, it's like, yeah, the reaction's going to probably be the same. Yeah, but like... No, it's going to be karma. It's going to be like, oh, that's what you get for cheating. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I, I'm having fun though. I'm having fun so far. Um... I wish I could watch the games, but I work I work nights this week, so unfortunately. I am stressing. It is not well yesterday was pretty enjoyable. But because I mean I was at work 
the entire for every single run that happened in that game, which all were home runs. So you know, there's that yeah. ball go boom finally. But it was I, I just totally different team from 2017 though. It was like it's four or five players that are the same. They still got but, core members of the core. That's what's exactly important. Altuve, Bregman. I'm pretty sure. As long as the sh- as long as that little short piece of shit is still there, like <laughs> exactly. As I hate I that... hate Jose Altuve. I hate his I stupid too. face. I hate his stupid little little munchkin legs. I hate I hate the way that he wrecks my team every time we play. <laughs> there it is. There's the real reason. Let me be angry. Oh, I'm dude. I have so many ridiculous hatreds towards players for no reason. Like, believe me, you're fine. Mm. Like, believe me, I, I get it. I'm on the same boat. Um, but, no, nah, it's yesterday was a lot of fun to watch. But there, there's two more games I got to win. Yeah. Luckily, there's only three games left. Yeah, three games left. So, not including tonight. You mean there's four or games left? Four games left. Yeah. I, yeah. Dude. Just got to win what two of those. What is going on today? I can't math. We're all so out of it. Well, <laughs> let we've only got – let's try and wrap this up because I want to get over to do hockey quick and get that out of the way because we do have some stuff we got to talk about with basketball, including our Goober of the Week. And there's one extra bonus sports content we got to talk about too um, that we'll talk about briefly. Mike says, I'll tell you, Brinkman, Guriel, McCullers. Ugh. Here's here's the thing. I don't count the pitchers in the cheating scandal because they were. I mean, were they the ones in the trash can? I don't know, but they were the pitchers, so they still had. No matter what, you still had to pitch. Yeah, but that being said, I can still dislike Justin Verlander for having uh, Kate Upton and his wife, and it not being me. Okay, sixteen-year-old <laughs> me still hates Justin Verlander for taking Kate Upton from the rest of us. You son of a bitch. How did you... How? What's the secret? You gotta be a good pitcher. Not even good looking. Whatever. Anyway, okay, okay. Let's... let's, I need to stop. stop. All right, let's move on. Um, Let's go to your hockey corner. Well, NHL... uh, NHL, we're three weeks into the NHL, and um, things are heating up. Most of the divisions are pretty close. There's only one division that's really uh, kind of being dominated right now. But there's been a lot of movement. Some teams that we thought previously weren't going to have good seasons are starting to kind of sneak up in there. Mike says that's a fantastic reason to not like Verlander. It is. Yeah, that is exactly why I don't like Verlander. That <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, such a lucky son of a bitch. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, over in the East, the Atlantic Conference is the only conference division. The Atlantic Division is the only division right now that isn't like a dogfight because Boston is on a different level compared to everyone else. Nine and one, nine one and zero record, eighteen points. They're the number one team in the league. Um, Boston's just good. They had a hell of a comeback last night too. Yeah, they uh, last night they were playing against. Uh, let's see, they were playing against the Penguins last night. Yep, they were down four to. They were down four to two in the uh, second period, and then it was four three in the second period, and then they scored every point after that from the third period to the OT. And this is a Boston, yeah. This is a Boston team that, like, this is a team that I thought was going to take a step back this year with a lot of the injuries they had in the offseason. That has not happened at all. Um, Actually, down five to two. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, uh, Buffalo still sitting second. Sabers are looking good this year, but 
still the longest playoff drought in the NHL. Could continue. Tampa has vaulted their way into third place. Lightning are finally getting back on track. Florida's clinging on to the wild card spot. Then the fight for the wild card spot. Detroit, Montreal, and Toronto are all fighting for scraps behind them. Ottawa, uh, they've run into some roadblocks. The champions of the offseason, they only got eight points. But, you know, it's very competitive for the East outside of Boston. In the Metropolitan, it is a tie for first place between the Rangers, who we all expected, and the New Jersey Devils, question mark? Yes, Kylie, sir. How, Kylie, how do you feel about your team being tied for first place? Um, Weird. <laughs> Mike says the Bruins are doing this without their best D-man. Yeah. Hey, as a Devils fan, I sort of kind of am okay with the Bruins just because of Taylor Hall. I love Taylor Hall. Um, I miss him. But, yeah, uh, for the current Devils, I mean, damn, I – I am shocked because in the beginning of the season, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get past five wins, but we have. Okay. Yeah, you're seven and three. We have two more wins than expected. Yeah. Uh, one point behind the Devils and the Rangers are the Hurricanes. Expected them. We expected them to compete, of course. Um, Mike says the Devils have played trash teams. They still suck. They have had an easy schedule. Hey, no, no Devils slander over here. Meanwhile, back in a three-way tie for 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 the wild card spot for the Metropolitan Division, it's Philly, Washington, and the Islanders. Um, Philly, Philly's been confusing this year. They they've looked really good, but they've also looked really bad. Um, I don't know exactly how to place it. Uh, Pittsburgh is two points out of a wild card spot right now. Penguins are showing their age. Columbus, meanwhile, is trash. Uh, Johnny Hockey's decision to go to the Blue Jackets, not a good idea at all. I think it was um, a great idea. They are currently Thanks the worst team in money. the East. They're the worst team in the East, and they're the only team that is currently out of the fight right now um, for the division. Meanwhile, in the West. I have, a, I, have a, I have a question about hockey tonight. So we got the Penguins in the in the Sabres playing. Do we Sabres. like Sabres? Do we do we like seven points to be scored in that game? Um, it could happen. Uh, Pittsburgh, as old as Pittsburgh's team is, they still can score like at they can score ridiculous. And Buffalo is quietly impressing everybody this year, so it could happen. Um, okay. I'm looking at Flyers Maple Leafs game. Like, mm, that's going to be sexy to watch. I like the Maple Leafs <laughs> to win by at least two points. There's only two games tonight, which is weird. Usually there's like 15 games and it's impossible to keep up with everything. So I just turn on whatever the Lightning are doing. I'm like, okay, take me away. Uh, quickly looking at the West. Go ahead, Calvin. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think it's just because there's 11 NBA games tonight. Uh, in the West, in the Central, Dallas still leads. They've been one of the best teams all season to start the year up. They've got a two-point lead over Winnipeg and uh, Minnesota. Winnipeg's kind of come out of nowhere. Minnesota, we expected, would be good. Um, Chicago still holding on to the wild card spot, though, by a single point over Colorado, who is uh, having a difficult season. They've kind of uh, – it's hard to tell where they are right now. Um, Arizona and Nashville are then in the – are keeping up the rear st louis just six points the blues not looking like the cup contender from years past over in the pacific remember last year kylie earlier when we first started the show how whenever we talked about hockey the pacific was always a dogfight where everybody was going to kill each other mm-hmm. guess guess what it's what? a dogfight uh vegas has a well 
for second place, Vegas leads by four points. They have they're tied with Boston for the most points in the league. Uh, they're nine and two, just like Boston. Um, actually, no, not Boston's nine and one. Uh, yeah, uh, Vegas is uh, aggressively aggressively winning. Uh, Edmonton currently sits second with fourteen points. Then Seattle is holding on to third with twelve points. They're tied with the Kings. Uh, Calgary's on the outside looking in. Then you have Anaheim and San Jose bringing up the rear. And congratulations to the Vancouver Canucks, the worst team in the league, for finally winning their first game of the season. Two, six, and two. They are terrible. <laughs> uh, looking Again. at your stat leader, the leader in points is Connor McDavid with 22. He leads his teammate, Leon oh Dreisaitl. Yeah, we expected that. Uh, McDavid is also the leading goal scorer with 11. So you can tell why Edmonton Edmonton's feeling good right now. Um, the leader in plus minus is Shea Theodore of Vegas with 12 and goaltending. Uh, make sure I get his name right. Uh, Nashville's Kevin Lankinen is the leader in goals against average 1.02. Edmonton's Stuart Skinner leads the way in save percentage at 0.955 and leading the way in wins is Linus Ulmark of the Bruins. So Edmonton is the big story this week in hockey. They have surged with Connor McDavid going crazy, and they find themselves in the thick of the fight for the Pacific. Good start to the season there so far. There you go. So, so let's wrap things up with basketball. Uh, and the first thing I want to just do is give out our Goober of the Week award to Kyrie Irving uh, for the same reasons last week as uh, we gave it to Kanye West. Once again, I'll say it again with a little more editing of myself this time. It is really <laughs> it's really easy, Kyrie, to not be anti-Semitic. I didn't I think it, it was there. hard, but he's making it seem like it is. Yeah. Ugh. Whatever. They they fired Steve Nash and they did the, since they're, you know, not struggling with PR whatsoever. They hired uh great guy overall, great person, Ime Udoka. Former Celtics head coach that... Was Steve Nash even the problem? That's my question. Yeah, a little bit. Dude is not good. Um, and then, you know... what? Like, I don't understand why they would suspend him for a year. But I don't know. I, the, the Nets are just stupid. And I'm I'm so glad that Ben Simmons is on that team because it's just it's beautiful. That I mean, it's just exactly what we predicted would happen with the Nets. They're not. I mean, I guess I could say I'm surprised because I really thought Ben would turn it up, but he hasn't. And I, I just I don't know what's going on with the Nets. How do you have so much talent on that team and you're just not even good? Chemistry issues. Yeah, exactly. Just exactly like the Lakers, so much talent, chemistry issues. Yeah. That's true. I just, I don't even know, like, How do you even fix it? If you if you want to keep the talent, how do you fix it? Get Ben Simmons out of there. 
That's number one. That that'll help. Make no, better decisions. Make better coaching decisions. I mean, Yudoka's a great coach. I, he is, but like, it's the chemistry issues again. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it's just, it's insane because everybody was like, especially when I got James Harden, they were pretty much a lock for the finals. Not anymore, it seems. Not at all. And then, of course, you got Kyrie just running his mouth, which, like, come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, Kyrie needs to shut up. Like, you, he's just. It's painful to watch. It's painful to watch his downfall. Ever since he left Cleveland, it's it's been painful to watch. I mean, first there was oh, the flat- I've enjoyed every bit of that. I mean, there was the flat Earth shit first. Then it was, um, then it was all the drama about being traded to the Nets. Then it was all the vaccine stuff. And now he's decided to top it all off by being anti-Semitic. It's like, come on, bro. Again, it's really easy to not be anti-Semitic. You just don't do it. Ugh. Yeah, I don't understand. My frustration cannot be fulfilled. I'm just, ah, I hate, I hate, I hate what's happened here. Um, let's 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 recap the the standings and stats, Kylie. Uh, let's, let's do the standings. All right. So yeah. for the East, none of it's really exactly all that surprising. Uh, so the so for the East, number one, Milwaukee Bucks, very expected. Bucks are just very very good. Number two, another expected team, Cleveland. They're doing well. Uh, third is Boston. Another expected. They're just they're good. Four is Toronto. Five is the Hawks. Six is the Sixers finally getting back on track. Seven is the Chicago Bulls. Eight is the Knicks. Nine is the Hornets. Ten is the Wizards. And that that takes out that's all the play in and playoff stuff. We'll get to that in a second. And then it's the Pacers at eleven. The Heat surprisingly at twelve. The Nets are surprisingly high up at 13. Then the Pistons and the Magic are 15. The Magic have one win, first of all. But if the playoffs were to end, were to start two weeks into the season, um, it would go play-in tournament. It would be the Chicago Bulls against the Knicks and the Hornets against the Wizards. Whoever beats the whoever wins between Chicago and New York. Whoever wins between the loser of that game and the winner and whoever, like the Charlotte or the Wizards, whoever wins, whoever wins that game would play the Bucks, And then it would be Celtics and Sixers, Raptors and Hawks. The play-in tournament has really messed up my explaining of things. <laughs> I still support the play-in, though. I love the play-in tournament. It's a great idea. I like it. I like it. And the only people complaining about it are people with teams in the playing tournament. I don't give a shit. I like it. It's great. For the West, Phoenix Suns are at the top. It's kind of surprising because everybody kind of wrote them off a little bit. Number two is Portland. Number three is Utah. Four is San Antonio. Five is New Orleans. Six is that team in Denver. 
seven is Oklahoma City. Eight is Memphis, which is pretty surprising. It should be better than that. Nine is Minnesota. Ten is Dallas. So that takes up the playoff and the play-in. And then 11 is the Clippers. 12 is Golden State. Start. 13th is Sacramento. 14th is the Lakers. And 15th is the Rockets. So if the playoffs were to start a few weeks into the season, and the play-in is Oklahoma City and Memphis. The winner of that game will go on to play the Trailblazers. Minnesota and Dallas is the next game, the winner of that game, and the loser of Oklahoma City and Memphis would play the Suns. And then it's the Jazz and the Nuggets, and then the Spurs and the Pelicans. That's that's the playoff structure that I mean the plan has really messed it up a little bit, but that's the explanation of it. So we got that's the standings and playoff matchups two weeks into the season. And then we got stat leaders. For points per game, it is Luka Doncic with thirty six point seven. Dude is going stupid. Yeah, that guy's insane right now. Get him some help. For assists, it's Chris Paul with 11. My boy James Harden is right behind him with 10, so that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, For three points, it's obviously Steph Curry with 4.8. I mean, who else? For defense, with rebounds, it's Rudy Gobert with 14. Insane. For blocks, it's Brooke Lopez with 3.3. With steals, it's OG and Anobi with 2.6 steals per game. This is all per game. So, I mean, it's obviously only two weeks into the season, so we'll see how these all match up. But, hey, I mean, as someone that kind of likes watching leader battles, I like the stat leader battles. So, there you go. All right. Well, uh, before we go today, there's one last thing I want to show. We don't talk about the sport on the show, even though I really want us to. But um, this got uh, this was getting a lot of attention, and I just wanted to bring it up for anybody who watches. Did anybody see what happened in the NASCAR race on Sunday? It's going gonna... viral. It's not just people who don't watch NASCAR. Yeah, it, yeah, it's ridiculous uh, how many people have seen this. How big this clip has blown up. Um, NASCAR's championship is this weekend, and while we don't talk about it at the show, as a big motorsports fan, I implore everyone to check it out, because you might see something like what Ross Chastain did to make it to the championship race. Watch this. We're going to fight for a championship in Phoenix. Take a look at what he did. I have never seen anything like that before in my life. Yeah, so in order to... He had to... In order to... He had to pass two cars to make it to the final race on points. So what he ended up doing was he decided to just go full throttle and ride the wall on the final half of the lap. Uh, And it worked. Uh, Somehow he hit the wall just the right place. He rode the wall, passed the cars that he needed to, passed even more, and went from 10th to 5th in half half a lap. Uh, It is – I've been watching NASCAR for 15 years – I've never seen anything like that. It has probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen in any racing series ever. It probably is going to get outlawed because now everyone's going to try to do it. But yeah. at the end of the day, I implore you guys, if you want to see stuff like that, crazy stuff, 
Check out NASCAR's championship race this weekend on Sunday. You could put it on a separate screen in the corner while you're watching football. It doesn't matter. Just check it out. Trust me. Stuff like that, it doesn't always happen, but when it does, it's special. I would implore you if you're interested. That was actually the, probably the most incredible thing I've ever seen as, as a driver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. the craziest thing is he said in his post-race interview, oh, yeah, I did that back in uh, back on NASCAR 05 on the GameCube. I wanted to see if I could do it in real life. <laughs> it's like – that's way, incredible. That guy, that driver, when he wins, he sell. He's a seventh generation watermelon farmer. He wins by smashing watermelons. What's this? NFC, what? the best division in football. That's what this is. Ooh, twenty three and eight combined record. Okay. Hey, half of those losses are by the com- Commanders, though. It, 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 that's what I'm saying. We have four out of eight of those losses, so we shouldn't have lost to the Lions. And the Titans. We should be six and two right now. Lions and Titans definitely should have been wins. All right. I I, I have to say I, I I agree with him. It really should be. But no, going back to the NASCAR thing. I, sorry to get off track there, but that was probably the greatest thing I've ever seen in a race history. Like <laughs> yeah. I've never anything like that (laughs) and that is why i am imploring people if you want to see more check it out it's one of the best racing series on the planet uh don't listen to the actual fans it's on sunday uh two o'clock on nbc i believe or peacock uh whatever you do be careful to avoid the fan base because the fan base is problematic as hell and will tell you everything sucks and it's all gone to shit but um for the casual fans hey it's a lot of fun and you might see something like that I can't guarantee you will, but you might. And that was easily the best PR we have done for the sport in years. So, yeah, ended it on a high note. That was crazy. They're calling it the Hail Melon. I like that. So that's going to wrap it up for us here, guys. Thank you once again for tuning in to today's episode of the Beer Batter Sports Podcast. As always, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch which conveniently is uh, just, you know, uh, right down there. It's uh, scrolling around on the bottom. You can interact with us on Facebook or YouTube as well. Ask us questions. We'll interact with you as well. Be sure to follow all the podcasts we talked about in the beginning that are part of the new Fired Up Sports podcast group. Um, Once again, we're so thankful to be a part of this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, And, yeah, we will see you guys next next week, same time, same bat channel. Same bat channel. Same bat time, same bat channel. Peace, guys. Peace out.